old The weather outside is not that cold And if you take my hand, I'll walk with you to Georgia with Celine. I am your host, Celine Schmerke. He has taken the country music scene by storm ever since releasing his debut single, Take It Slow, which soared to number two on the iTunes country pre-order chart. To his hit single, I Can Be That, hitting the iTunes country top 50, please welcome Dylan Raymond. I met her at a bar, yeah, she laughed and danced around. She turned up the nine, took another shot down. With her pretty pain drink, she looked right back at me. Grab my hand and she gave me one And she knew just how to steal my heart When I met her at a bar Dylan, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. So let's start off with your latest single, More Than a Tailgate. How are we feeling? It's going well. Um, I mean, it was a totally different route with uh, our past, everything else we put out in the past. And that's, uh, that's kind of what I wanted, especially like when the whole COVID thing happened, I got to kind of revamp myself and go back to the drawing board of where I wanted to be. And uh, I've always loved, you know, that 90s country sound. And I, I really hope, I mean, I think we did, but I really hope that the fans kind of get that vibe from that. So that was kind of the goal with it, and it, it just really it tells a true story. And that's what I love in my songs is that we always try to put a true story out. Man, back then that was on weekend spot. It wasn't a lie. But I had enough sitting in park on the back of a truck. It was a getaway without going anywhere. It was a cool, but I didn't care. Place to be when I had nowhere else to go. It was a Friday night on a first day. A Saturday parked out by the lake. Sunday morning lesson learned I didn't know. I needed to know where I grew up, where I was raised. It was so much more than a tale. That's exactly what I was going to get at, because listening to the lyrics of that song, you're describing, you're, you're growing up. So how special was that song for you to release? Oh, it's great. Um, I mean, like I wrote it with Lydia Dahl, which she's from Illinois, and then I'm from Indiana, so we were like, you know, we're state buddies, and uh, we both live in Nashville now and everything, and uh, it, it's, it's kind of cool to be like how similar that we were. I mean, even though like, She's a girl, I'm a guy, but we had like similar lifestyles and stuff growing up. So we got to pull things from her life as well as my own and just kind of incorporate those all together into one song. So it was really a sentimental song at the same time. It's just a good feeling song. Yeah, I really liked this song, Dylan. I really did. Um, now to perform it live, have you ever gotten the chance to? Uh, yeah. So like, honestly, I'm one of those people I am so anti, like, even it's it's like Christmas for me. Like I, it's hard for me to like wait till Christmas morning and say, here's your gifts. It's like, Oh, I just bought this. Here you go. Have it now. Um, and so like, it's hard for me to like hide songs from fans. And so, uh, especially like when we started doing the brewery tours and it was acoustic sets that I just kind of went for it and I got like the vibe, like I've actually been playing the whole upcoming record to fans and stuff out on the road and just kind of like see where how they feel about it all is kind of crazy and so I man a lot of people are digging it there's no holding back with you hey eh, dylan <laughs> not <laughs> at all not at all there's nothing as, as a secret anymore it's just right up in front and center <laughs> that's how i like it to be 
Yeah. I want people to know who I am, just the way I am. That are you drinking a Budweiser? I'm drinking the good old sponsor, the Bush Light. Oh. And it's the Bush Light Apple at that. So I love that. I love that. I think I gotta try I've never tried that one actually. Oh, it's it's very good. Good luck finding it though. It's like a damn treasure hunt, I swear. Really? Okay. Next time I go to the LCBO, I gotta look for it. There you go. Um, and now, lastly, more than a tailgate. Music video coming soon? Um, for this one, we're not doing a music video for it. Um, we're kind of, this one's kind of just like a transition song into the next record. And it's kind of how we went to the vision board with it and how we wanted it to be. Um, because all my old stuff that had a different vibe to it and so this was kind of giving that transition to where we want. Uh, I will say that we do have a lot of things in works that's like video wise um, working with a great company called Skybee Media which are out of my hometown of Terre Haute, Indiana and uh, I mean they, they have a like their their vision for like all my songs that they've listened to already is just kind of crazy so we got a lot of big things coming on that side of it all but mm -hmm. no, no music video for more than tailgate Okay, that, that's so exciting. Um, I was on your Instagram and I did see a post of yours and in the caption you wrote, hope you're ready for this next record. So even though you were just saying that you've played quite a bit of songs off of your new record to fans already, what can you say to fans who haven't like heard anything, who haven't actually got to make it out to like hear you sing a song or anything like that? Um, it's got a lot of, lot of different vibes to it. Um, one thing I really wanted just kind of in each song, I wanted a 90s country vibe. Um, just kind of pay uh, homage to, you know, everything I grew up on from Alan Jackson to Kenny Chesney to McGraw. And uh, that was kind of my goal with it. So we have a, each each song in the record kind of goes back to that type of route. Um, but I mean, it's it's for fans of like Riley Green, Warren Wallen, Hardy, all those guys. So it's, it's right up the alley where I wanted to be. And uh, Hopefully everyone's going to enjoy it. And I mean, there's a song for everybody on it. Um, we got a great producer behind us, and Zach Romano. Um, a couple co-writes on it that I'm really excited about. And there may even be a duet, oh, which is my first one ever. There may be a duet, which I think you're the first one I've ever told that to. So there you go. There, there may be. I, I can't get too much work. Like I said, I'm, I'm hard to hold back. <laughs> well, you said maybe, so I'm assuming that there's going to be something going on. <laughs> I don't know. There might be, there might not. I don't know. Oh, that's really exciting. I'm excited to hear it, and I'm sure a lot of fans are going to be really excited to finally get their hands on that. Um, and I do want to mention that I Can Be That. That is your biggest single so far, and it has over 2 million streams on Spotify alone. So I just want to say congratulations for that. That's a really big one. I appreciate milestone. that. I appreciate that. Hold your hand and tell you everything Be your best friend and to support your dreams If you're looking for someone just out there Well baby you got me And I'll tell you you're beautiful Every day make you feel like a queen Baby what do you say If you're looking for someone just out there Just out there Well, now let's get to know you a little bit more. So where did you grow up? Uh, Terre Haute, Indiana. Oh, okay. So, some people know where that is, some people don't. It's like right on the Indiana Illinois border. Um, it's how I always say it. it's like in the middle, but it's like Indiana Illinois border. So 
Okay. It's like smack dab there. <laughs> I'm still not that familiar with like all your <laughs> in America yet. I'm up in Canada where we have only a couple provinces, but um, I'll get there and I'll know exactly where that is eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what made you want to get into this scene, the country music scene? Was it a goal of yours ever since you were a little kid or was it something that you kind of realized you wanted to do when you were older? I mean, I grew up listening to country music, so like I always tell people it's a big spectrum. Uh, my mom was like into like the hair bands and uh, my dad was into straight up Alan Jackson, Kenny Chesney, Tim McGraw, all those guys. And uh, so I was raised on it and my grandfather was actually a country music artist as well in my hometown, Terre Haute. Um, so it kind of all stems back to that. I mean, I had the rock bands and stuff in high school as most musicians my age always had and uh so there was like a little rock scene with that there was never really a country scene in my hometown and uh so i dabbled in songwriting for a while and then started just kind of taking it seriously and then there was a recording studio here in my hometown and we started just kind of cranking away tunes that's where take it slow came from i can be that all the way up to like at a bar so we had a whole ep plus a couple singles off of that and so it's kind of cool to keep it all hometown, but of course you got to grow. You got to grow out of your hometown if you want to make it. So uh, that was the plan. And so now we're doing everything out of Nashville and just having fun with it. So when exactly did you move out to Nashville? Um, I've been, I've been back and forth for a while, but um, I actually got a place down there within the last year. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. sure you love it down there. Everybody does. Oh, it's great. It's great. Especially with everything opening back up. It's, it's phenomenal. <laughs> I heard it's more busier now than before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I got to get my butt down there eventually once I can drive across the border. That's where I'm going to go. go. <laughs> I'll say if they ever let you all out. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if they ever do. I mean, you could fly, but like to drive down is a whole different story. And it's a got to talk about all of that is save it for another day because like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyways um okay so you've also shared the stage with jake owen walker hayes russell dickerson and john langston what it, what artists have you ever watched and, and performed alongside and you were just like wow so taken back from how they perform and how they kind of own the stage because you've performed in front of quite a number of artists who have already like pretty big deals so what's something that you've really learned from them and like kind of taken into yourself and, and kind of want to use that when you perform yeah. I mean there's so many of those guys that you know I've opened up for um from Russell Dickerson to in Indianapolis uh we opened up for him and that dude just has so much energy that it, I, it's insane he's an energizer bunny and that was always my goal on stage like I love I love just putting on a show for people. I leave it all, all out there on the line. And that was always one of my things. Um, and then it's like Jake Owen, really with Jake, um, that was up in Fort Wayne and there was like tornado sirens going off and they actually had to pull him from the stage. Gosh. And it was like halfway through when they finally let people back into the field that he, he came out and like full on out energy, ready to go, ready to have a good time. Like, it was kind of like that concept popped in my head of like, you know, you can't dwell on anything that may come your way or any obstacle that you can't control and you just got to go out there and have fun with it. Yeah. It's so like, that was kind of cool. And just like all those guys, they always put on a show and that's always my thing. And even if I'm going to a concert as, you know, I'm performing or if I'm going as a fan, like I went to go see Kenny Chesney out of Bush stadium and that guy, I swear, does not 
does not know how to turn it off. Like he's full on our energy 24 seven. And uh, like, that was my thing. Even going as fan, I, I sit there and take notes and that's just still how I am. Cause I look at it. It's, it's still fun. I still love going to concerts and everything, but I want to learn from those guys as well and how to be better in myself. So uh, yeah, like it's energy to just mindset and just giving your all each time. Yeah. Every time a fan goes to a concert, as soon as the artist is like all over the stage, it makes you want to be like, oh my God, like you're freaking out. Your, your energy just goes right through the roof. And with that Jake Owen thing, the show must go on. Am I right? Yeah. It must Very true. You know, that reminded me back of Keith Urban because I saw Keith Urban at Boots and Hearts in, that's like in Barrie over here in Canada. Um, it was in, I think in 2019. Yes, we had like a really bad rainstorm like at boots and hearts where everybody's like partying everywhere there's tents everywhere because you camp there for like three nights and there was a really 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 bad rainstorm so everything got paused for i think about three hours like three or four hours like quite a, a bit of time but then as soon as everything was like okay again and we got to go and finally watch like heath urban because he was like the headliner and that's the only person we could actually go see he killed it he flat out killed it i'm like that's what we needed instead of like him kind of freaking out and and being kind of like all like lost his energy because the so much time has passed he was just on the stage and owning it and it made all of us so much more amped so i really like that I, and with jake owen too like that's awesome you gotta have that oh. as an artist you really do oh yeah yeah and you also performed at the cma fest how's that experience because that's like one of nashville's biggest stages to perform at I mean, when we got the invite, I mean, I, I was like a little kid in a candy store. I was hyped as could be. Um, I mean, I remember getting the email, and uh, we we ended up doing the Fanfare X stage, so it's like inside the convention center. And so with that, like, it's not a free stage. It's like a part of, like, the people get to go over to Nissan because um, there's, like, free stages outside and everything. But this is, like, one of those ones that's, like, separate. So – we had like a meet, so the way it's set up, it's like a stage on one side and then a meet and greet on the other. And it's just like a little acoustic, like half an hour set. But it was so cool with the fact that we got a meet and greet afterwards. Cause a lot of times the artists with CMA Fest, they don't get those. It's like, they get to play their show and they're done, that's it. But we actually got to like meet fans for about an hour afterwards. And it was nonstop line. It was great. Like, it was kind of cool. Cause like we had a buddy that actually, he kept up me on social media came from the UK and like the reason he was there was like because of me and so it was kind of cool to see and it's just like it was kind of crazy because it was a whole like we got to meet fans that we would never meet because I like I haven't been over to California I haven't been up to New York um so it was kind of like we always kind of stayed around the Midwest so like now that we get to branch out and do those things we're running into those fans again out on the road and it's kind of crazy to see them again so well music goes everywhere right especially oh yeah they were living in now like you could post something on youtube and people in like korea will see it or, or like you could post something like at like anywhere on, on apple music spotify youtube there's so many different platforms to get your music across like even with this this podcast people from the uk listen to it and i'm like whoa how is that even <laughs> happening like, that's I, such a good feeling though it's such a good it's like wow like how like it's reaching over there on that side of the world like it's pretty crazy um and i was gonna ask what would be like your biggest memory of a, a fan coming up to you? But I'm assuming it would be that guy that you were just oh, yeah. That's It was awesome. kind of cool. Cause like we would like every now and again, I replied to his Twitters and stuff like that. And then like he would chime in on mine 
And it's like we kind of when we got to meet face to face, it was really cool. And so uh, I ended up running into him like down on Broadway after one night too. And just he was a super nice guy and everything. It was kind of just it was really cool to make a connection through instead of just social media because like a lot of times that's all I get with the fans is yeah. I'm always trying to stay up on social media with them and always interacting interacting the best I can. And, you know, like it comes with, you know, the day and age now that we have like Instagram lives and the TikTok lives. And so it gives us that opportunity to do that as well. Yeah, of course. Thank God for technology nowadays. Right. <laughs> I mean, it has its, its downfall, but it also has oh, yeah. a lot of positive uh, things from it, too. And now your tattoos. I want to touch on this. Oh, gosh. You a lot of tattoos. <laughs> okay, so tell me, what is like, what tattoo on you is the most meaningful to you? Oh, man. That's a tough one. So I will say most of my tattoos, besides this big boy right here, um, has to do with my grandfather, which I, you know, I basically, way I kind of address it is my parents, they worked eight to five jobs. When I was a little kid, I stayed at my grandparents, just like a lot of kids have to do. And uh, my grandparents, I lived like right down the road from my family and everything. And so I was always around my grandpa growing up. And uh, I lost him in sixth grade. He kind of was always that wise, the wise guy that gave you the words of wisdom and everything you need to go. Like there's still sayings in my head that I'll throw out every now and again, just now I'm at 27, almost 28 years old. And it's just, it's kind of crazy because how true they all were. And uh, so like I have nine tattoos, I think, something like that. And each one of them has to do with him. Um, I mean, the most special one, gosh, that's tough. That's so tough. <laughs> they're all special. If they're all for him, like, of I mean, yeah, him. like they all, like there's quotes, like I have quotes in the anchor and quotes in the pirate ship that mm -hmm. just different things he used to say. Um, and then, I mean, this whole entire arm forearm was done by my buddy, Jonathan Brinsfield which uh, he has a clothing line called Underdog Outfitters. And uh, we didn't know it till we started interacting that we both went to the same high school, grew up in the same town and everything. He came back to Terre Haute to actually tattoo. And uh, so he's been doing all my work now and uh, does a phenomenal job. And I've always wanted to kind of pay um, homage to my grandfather because I grew up watching a lot of Westerns. I mean, a lot of Westerns. I feel like that was just... I feel like every time you turn on the TV, that's just what was on. Like there yeah. was no changing the channel. There was no different channel. Like it was just that. So we're doing a whole like Cowboys and Indians thing over here. Um, I will say the one tattoo that my mom hates the most is the one I just got, which it says buck off on it. So it's, it's so close to something else that she's not the biggest fan, but you know, she, she doesn't hate it. She thinks it looks cool and everything like that, but. That's yeah, there's funny. each one of my tattoos has a whole different meaning to it, but most of them are for my grandfather, except for the Longhorn Mandela artwork that's on my forearm is for my dad because my dad has two Longhorn tattoos on his arm. So, oh wow, well I love that. That's so special. I, you and your grandpa seem to have such a special bond. That's amazing oh, yeah. to hear. It's so heartwarming. And the buck off tattoo. You know what? I used to wear a shirt and elementary school that said buck off i'm not even kidding i don't even know where i got it and i got in trouble for wearing a shirt like that <laughs> it's understandable though like i mean 12 years old walking around with a buck off shirt you know like 
<laughs> I mean, in my opinion, you were just raised right, but that's 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 fair. Yeah, I know. I, I love that shirt though. I'm pretty sure I still have that like buried away somewhere. I should pull it out. Probably won't fit. So you're gonna pull it out and wear it to concerts now on? Yeah, I gotta make it a crop though, cause like, I don't say don't fit. Gotta like, crop it up and wear it to concerts. Yeah, with the country boots and the Levi shirts, you know. Go there you on. go. <laughs> okay, Dylan. Now before I let you go, we're gonna play a little game like to call country with Selena Rapid Fire. So I'm gonna shoot you out a couple questions and answer them. Okay. Okay. Okay, so the first one, your dream travel spot. Oh, gosh. Hawaii or Australia? Oh, yes. Yeah, awesome. It's hard to pick, but one of those two. Yeah, well, they're both beautiful. They're both so beautiful. Your favorite sport? Football. I can see that. I can see that. Okay, the song you have on repeat right now. Oh, gosh. And it can't, be, so your it can't be your own. <laughs> No, no, I honestly don't even listen to myself. Like, so it's like once songs come out, I'm like, oh, that song's out now. Cool. <laughs> um, and that's tough. It's uh, honestly probably been, uh, gosh, I've been listening to a lot of Cody Johnson, um, a lot of Riley Green. Out of Riley Green, it's probably been uh, Put Him on Mine off his new record. And then Cody Johnson. I I, lo I love old Cody Johnson, so I've been listening a lot of, like Me and My Kind, Dance for Home, mm -hmm. any of that. Okay, okay. You can't go wrong with that at all. Um, it's true. Your Netflix binge. Oh, well, it used to be The Office, so I took that off. That's just so funny. So terrible. Funny. It's oh. terrible. I've been watching a lot of Meat Eater, though. What's it called? Meat Eater? Meat Eater. Meat Eater, so... Um, it's a guy that he like goes out, he brings like kind of special guests with him. He goes all over the world, travels, hunts deer, turkey, bears, whatever it may be. And then he like shows you like recipes on cooking them and everything. So are you a chef? Can you cook? I sort of can. <laughs> I mean, I make a mean chicken and rice for the gym every day. So oh, okay, okay, okay. First throw some uh Panda Express sauce in there and it's, it's gourmet. I mean. You could probably Can't cook better than me. You definitely cook better than me, that's for sure. Um, your most embarrassing moment. Oh my gosh. Um, I almost fell off stage in Dalton, Alabama. Oh my God. I took one wrong step and I slipped and looking my base was like right behind me, like scooped me back and we were good after that. But yeah, I almost almost just totally landed on my butt right in front of everybody. A big drop. Was it a big drop? Um I'm six foot two, so Holy it was a decent, it was a decent size drop from, you know, my height, but. Okay. Oh, wow. And it, it, was, it was a pretty hard stage floor too, so I'm glad, I'm glad he caught me. Well, I'm sure if there was fans underneath there, they wouldn't complain if you fell on top of them. <laughs> that, it's very fair. I might have crushed them a couple times. I mean. They, they'd have been fine with it. They would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this one, I feel like you're going to love. I wrote this one down and now it goes so perfect. What is a quote that you live by? Or like one quote that you can think off the top of your head. Oh, man. Um, honestly, probably one of my grandpa always told me, um, which was never lose faith. And especially like with last year and everything, like we lost about, I think we lost about 45 to 70 shows, um, somewhere around there. And uh, we kind of went back to the drawing board. And it's when we started the brewery tour. And like, it was kind of a light, you know, at a dark time because we didn't know where we were going to go and we got to 
do the brewery tour and meet a lot of people like with the mom and pop shops and because breweries are a lot of times owned by local people and uh we made some of the best relationships out of it so never lose faith and just get after it each day mm-hmm. 2020 was a blessing in disguise in a way I mean, oh yeah appreciate a lot of things and even with oh, yeah. 2021 too like it's like i feel like a lot of people have a new like perspective on life ever since everything that kind of happened because who and who would have thought last year would have happened like with the pandemic and all of that it, it completely hit us off guard but yes blessing in the skies and i love that quote never lose faith it's so true um well thank you so much dylan for joining me today on country with Celine. it was so awesome it. it was so awesome chatting with you and i personally can't wait to hear like the record i mean maybe you should send it my way first before it actually gets released I'll, I'll, I'll see what we can do. I'll see what we can do. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Dylan. Thank you so much. I met her at a bar, yeah, she laughed and danced around. She turned up the night, took another shot down. With her pretty pain drink, she looked right back at me. Grabbed my hand and she gave me a wink. And she knew to say, to steal my heart. Yeah, she knew just how.